This week it was Ian's turn to watch one that he had missed. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you had any thoughts about um, the prestige that you wanted to bring up from last week. Going um, forward, I imagine the segment more as like if we get feedback from something we released. Right. Oh, sure. Like uh, corrections, what have but you. I don't know if that will really work with... Um, well, I guess it could. We might not just do the week before, but whenever. Right. Listen. And um, these won't be totally... We're we're backlogging a few episodes, so they get released when they get released. Right, and who knows if we'll even use these first couple. Well, who knows? It'll be interesting to see how this one sounds compared to the other two. Well, it's already going to sound like way better. We've determined that. Way better. Well, not with that attitude. All right. So. Attitude. No, it would. Oh yeah. So this you week, already, yeah, I yeah. made you watch. Now you see me. The classic. Yeah, I said it. 2013. American heist thriller film directed by Louis Leterrier. Is he French? I hope so. Um, <laughs> all right, Ian, before we get into it, this movie had a $75 million budget. They How much do you think it made at the box office? Uh, According to wikipedia.com. 62. Do you think it bombed? Well, that I don't think it made all of its money back. Oh well, you'd be way wrong, Ian. Am its I? budget was seventy-five million, and it made three hundred and fifty-one point seven. Wow! That's why they made a second one so goddamn quick. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, this movie crushed. I saw it in theaters. I, I loved it. No, I didn't see it in theaters. Ooh, I still loved it. You're already lying to the people. Um, I'm just—it's such a grand movie that I just remember it on a big screen. This movie just totally, totally Rocks. missed me. I guess it—it it just the trailers must have been really killer for it, but. Like to pull in that. Well, it has a of, great cast. Yeah, they're they're good. They definitely spent money on the people, so that's uh, they're good. He says with Michael Michael Cocaine, because <laughs> <So I> <laughs> he gets me so high. Hi, and uh, Morgan Freeman, and we got a Ruffalo in there. Ruffalo, Franco, come on. The cute Eisenberg, the cute Franco. Uh, Ruffalo's acting his ass off in this movie. Oh, he's bonkers in this movie. It's yeah. great. Yeah, there's. Man, this movie is... Common is in this movie, and he has just a little role. Common. Oh, yeah, that's who that is. I never... He always just shows up and stuff, and I always forget who he is. Like, I always kind of like him and everything. I do, too. He was really good in... Uh, Constantine. Oh. oh, I don't remember him in that. Uh, I was talking um, the Ryan Reynolds shoot 'em up movie with everybody in it. Um, oh, oh, Smoke and Aces. Yeah. That movie's good. That? Of course yeah. I've seen that movie. That's a great movie. I recommend that movie highly. That also has a really good cast. And that um, probably didn't make any money, even with all the people in it. 
Maybe. Ray, Ray Liotta Maybe. just being a man. It was like a weird movie. And half of the cast of... Um, Star Trek. Chris Pine being No, not even Star Trek. I was going to say Lost was in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of bit roles of like Lost characters. Matt Fox just wearing that mustache till the very end. Smoke and Aces had a budget of only $17 million, which seems bonkers. Not really. I mean, all they used that money for was like shooting sets. And it made $57 million, so... That's pretty good. It did actually. well. It's a pretty good turnaround. It's a fu- I just like the way that it movie looks. It still made way less money than this movie cost, and this movie was so much funny. I liked this movie so much. I've only seen it once before. I watched it again for this, and I knew there was some issues with it, but man, it's like... it's like, Well, I, like, I love heist movies all the time, so sure. anytime you have a heist movie, I'm on board. And it feels a little bit like a Fast and Furious movie, which I also like. A little, yeah, yeah. Is, the, is, I think everyone was having fun with this movie because yeah. everyone is just going for it. This movie does not take itself too seriously. No, no, in the best way. Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been my problem with the prestige. It took itself too seriously, and then at the end, it just used magic. Whereas this movie is constantly using magic, Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, when we get into this, I was so so confused. I have a few notes about <laughs> some of this stuff. I have answers before. Oh, well, before they like, because they they do a nice job of uh, sort of breaking everything down for you as they go along. But I mean, kind of. Yeah, but when when stuff happens the first time, I was just like, what? Yeah, what? come on. Pretty great. Yeah. Well, to going into this before we start, I did enjoy this movie. I had a good time watching it, and I found yeah. myself more apt to just watch it happen than to take notes. So oh, I took lots of notes. Well, I took. I still ended up with like three and a bit pages of them, but I found myself just watching and enjoying this thing more than watching. Eight pages. Eight pages? Well, Jesus, the script wasn't that long. It's not like solid writing. I'm not like the notebook from Seven. It's like... Oh. Hey, speaking of Seven, I made a Seven reference somewhere in my notes. (laughs) Did you ask what was in the box? No, I did not. It was a Morgan Freeman thing. We'll get there. All right. Well, should we get into um, this and break this biatch down? Yeah. Also, full disclosure, when I watched this movie, it was... I think I watched it Wednesday night, and I had I had a show that night. So after the show, I hung out for a while and had a few drinks. And when I got home, because I thought we were going to record uh, Thursday. Right. Um, As did I, but I still didn't so do anything about it. So I stayed up late and it. watched it, and cause I was pretty drunk when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Through no fault of anybody's, but... Um, so yeah, 2013. Yes. Now you see me. Yep. You hadn't seen this until yesterday. Correct. Wait, I did write down the budget. Look at me. And then I just wrote here, period, we, period, go, period, when the movie started. Is that a, that must be a magic, magic thing, the, the voiceover, like. Yeah. Like, or is it, or is it just the magic movies that try and do the trickery shit all the way through? It's probably that. And I bet they, I mean. Because this roughly has, I mean, it's a basic movie plot, but the same sort of plot as The Prestige, where it's like, stuff's going on, and then the middle stuff, and then This is way more of a, a just a, a light good time, though. No, I know. I, I think they probably Is it all misdirection? It a little bit from that. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a misdirection, but also when you cast either Michael Caine or Morgan Freeman, if you don't use them for voiceover, then I don't know what you're doing with your life. And they kind of underused Michael Caine in this movie. Yeah, his role seemed confusing to me. That that could have been anybody. I don't, it's weird that he signed off on it. But, I mean, they probably paid him 
a bunch. 144 million. Hmm. You think he got 144 million of their 351 dollars? Jesus, that's a movie reference. Come on. What movie? This movie. Oh. So again, well, I haven't gotten there yet. I know that. Yeah, okay. So we start off and we start seeing eventually there's going to be four magicians who are part of the four horsemen where they do bank robberies, but that's not even the point of them. It is a bit confusing. But we meet each of them by themselves before they're put together on a team. And it starts off with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. And I, I, I switch in my notes between calling him by his name and Mark Zuckerberg. So just be aware of that. Uh, I started calling him Zuckerberg, so... Even though I haven't seen Social Network. Really? Whoops. Whoops. And I like Sorkin, but... Oh, he's talky. But um, I, I like but too. it starts off with Jesse Eisenberg, but yeah, like you said, with the voiceover. And I said, I wrote monologue about tricks and then in quotation, some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first note is that it's another goddamn DC Marvel crossover movie because it just yeah, is. But, yeah, and I think that's every movie now and going back probably about 20 years based on just the number of actors they're pulling in for this stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. Cause they keep adding like. I never think about that, though, because I f- always forget that the comic book movies are just, like, the most mainstream thing you can watch now. Yeah, and I think, I mean, once you're getting... I don't mind. I love that. Like, big actors for, like, one-offs for them, you know, just because they know that you only have to do one of them, and then you get paid for the rest of your life. Well, and also, you only live twice, so there you go. You only live twice, Mr. Bond. <laughs> um... So yeah, we meet Jesse Eisenberg, and he's like a fucking street magician. And ugh. don't don't um, say that like it's a dirty thing. There's nothing I think wrong it is being a, a street thing. magician. He's making his rent. But what I did notice about this particular street magician is that everyone watching him is just the hottest people in the world, and they're all real excited about street magic. Whereas if I was walking down the street and I saw a street magician, I would keep on walking. Yeah, but that's because you have rational sense. But everyone's hot. And then well, yeah, he does, hot people um, are bored and they want something to do. I just wrote, yeah, but the internet exists, so do better. Um, <laughs> no, 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 but beautiful people and, venture out of their homes. Anyway, Ian, we're talking about street <laughs> magic, and he's doing some some card trick bullshit I wrote down where he guesses a card and then he makes it appear on the building in the lights, and then I wrote, we are having fun. <laughs> Oh, I wrote down. Who's... You have anything to say about that opening bit? Yeah, he makes a mess of his? on the goddamn street. It's like a four dollar deck of cards just everywhere for someone else to pick up. Also, does he get? No, we don't see him with the lady yet. That's later on. Yeah, yeah. Because we're just going through, and it's kind of a montage of the four of them. We need to. Because then we go to Woody Harrelson, who I love in everything. Speaking of the Han Solo movie. Oh, right. That's that's right. He's going to be uh, Han Solo's mentor, and I love when he shows up for you, anything. You don't know that. He could be Chewie's no, mentor. They said, they said that. that. That's the internet. It's all rumors and hearsay. I think Disney said that when they cast him. Oh. Um, anywho, <laughs> Woody Harrelson is a... Mentalist. Um, like that a TV mentalist. show on TNT. But he can... It's not just that he can like read people's minds, because he can do that, mm. but he can also can hypnotize we? people on oh. the spot... Yeah, that's the best thing. With no preamble and without their consent. Yeah, I did write down, uh, seems kind of rapey Woody. I think it could be. But also throughout this whole movie, they explain how they do some of the illusions. 
Um, like even with Eisenberg later on, he's with the gal and she asks how he did it. And he says he bribed the electrician of the building or whatever. Right. The Tesla of the building, if you will. Um, yeah, let's not get into that. That's, that's last week's nonsense. Although I did, call back, Ian. I did have some thoughts just like through my brain. It was just more Tesla shit when I was watching a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, throughout the movie, they explain a lot of the stuff. Not all of it. Not most of it. But you're led to believe that Enough there's no actual magic in this world. It's all illusions. Right. But throughout, they never explain how Woody Harrelson can, can just do this at will. Which leads me to believe that he is actually magic. He could be, especially when he gets, like, I understand that people can read people and, you know, like, figure stuff out that way, but later on when he gets that, figures out the FBI guys thing, that seems odd. So he must, he must actually, he must be the only magic person. Yeah, they never explain any of it, and he can do it. I mean, he makes everyone, yeah, we'll talk about it. That's the fun of this movie, though, is nothing actually needs to make sense for this. Right, which I appreciate. I think, like I said, the prestige went out of its way to justify how everything worked, and then, except for, you know, the biggest thing at the end. Right. Which, this one, just, it's the laziest kind of justification, and I love it. So anyway, Woody Harrelson basically extorts a guy by, because he finds out that the guy was sleeping with his wife's sister, and then he makes, he can make her forget that information. Well, that's just the beauty of hypnosis. Remarkable. And then I wrote again, we are having fun. (laughs) (laughs) And then we go and we meet baby Franco. The cuter of the Francos. He really is. And I think the more normal of the Francos. Yeah, but Dave is so cute. Yeah. And then he's... And he is on a ferry and he has a spoon or something and he makes it bend with his mind. Yeah, matrix spoon. But then he... It's all a trick because he just uses it to steal people's money and he steals the guy's wallet. Ooh, and throughout all of these, there's a mysterious person with a hood watching them. Yeah, a hoodie man. Their their benefactor who is putting together this team of... We don't know that. Well, we learned that when they all get a card. Oh, come on. We haven't learned well, that yet. We're getting that. I know. And, oh, and we're globe hopping the shit out of this thing. We're all over the place. I don't know for how far we're globe hopping, but this, the first, like... I don't think they're rich enough. A few minutes oh, are well. moving real quick. Yeah, Woody's down in, like, Florida or something, so... Cause I started writing timestamps a little bit on my notes, so I had a better idea of where we were. And my next timestamp is 9.30. So the first, like, eight minutes of this movie, you're just booking around the place. And then we meet Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher? Isla Fisher? Isla, I think, yeah. The, the... Who I always mistake for, what's her name? Amy. Yeah, Amy Adams. It's mm-hmm. very distracting. But she is part of an actual stage show, and she's doing the... The tank illusion where she's ooh, escaping ooh, from a tank. This seems vaguely familiar, is what well, I Well, a little down. bit, except... Piranhas? <laughs> they add piranhas to the mix <laughs> with fake blood, and then she shows up across the room. So she basically teleports. Yeah. But anyway, did you know, in this scene, you know when she's drowning, it looks like she's drowning? Yes. She almost did actually drown. Like, something oh, really? malfunctioned, and like that was that's some real... Oh, Guys, I don't, I'm I don't, trapped in this thing. I don't yeah. like when they leave that in movies. I don't know if they left it in, but there is for sure. Okay. Like there was, she almost died. One of the takes that. is, there's footage of her somewhere like panicking. And if it is, I would use it. I mean, you're never going to get a better performance. You didn't mean to do it. That's like 
leaving in the scene from The Crow where Brandon Lee actually gets shot just because of realism. I uh, didn't see The Crow. But what? Well, we'll talk about it that. Doesn't, it doesn't sound fun. I don't know. Plus, a guy gets shot. Why would I want to watch that? It's a good time. That's all I'm saying. It's weird and super 90s. Oh, and then there's a few shots of the crowd when, when Isla Fisher's doing this escape trick illusion. And they're... Everyone, again, is attractive, and everyone is so excited for magic. <laughs> They're so excited, Ian. They, they can't believe how excited they are that somebody's actually doing magic in front of them. Well, like, she sells it pretty well. If anybody watches this after they hear this, just watch in this scene. There's a shot of the crowd, and there's a guy who's like, man, he is excited to be around magic. That's what I call the best extra. He's re- He knew what he was there to do, and so he and, did it. When they think she's trapped in there, a guy tries to break the glass. Yep, notice that. <laughs> which makes Michael Caine look a lot better in the last movie. True. Still should use the point of that axe. Flat side doesn't do shit. But whatever that guy had was super ineffective. Either that or they actually made some better tanks in the 21st century. <laughs> and then in my note, I wrote Piranha Blood and then Nux in all capitals. Did they Nux each other? What, the Piranhas? No, no, like people watching. I don't know. I wrote Nux. I was really excited. Oh, I don't know. I missed that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and then we cut back to Zuckerberg, and he's having sex with the lady he did a card trick for. No, no, no. It's just foreplay. They're just getting into it. There's no... There's well, no they're, get, they're getting there. Their engines are revving, if you will. But then he sees a tarot card, and he forgets about the stunningly beautiful woman on top of him. She is throws gorgeous. throws her off of him. Yep. Seems like a rather rude dismount to me. So, like, I guess it shows how much he loves magic, but it seems like something that could have, you know, waited the 20 minutes to half hour that it would have taken to do the other thing. Yeah, but tarot cards aren't magic. That's voodoo. Well, it's it's supernatural. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes when I use magic, I mean the Dean, supernatural. Dean and Sam walked in in the next scene. Ooh, I'd watch that. What, supernatural? All 12 seasons? Actually... No, they do have a great episode of Supernatural where Supernatural where they go to Vegas for there's a magician. Yeah. That they have to deal with. Okay. And that's actually one of the really good episodes. I've never watched the show. It's really good. I recommend it's, it. It's we could watch that. I could make you watch that next time for missed it. It's just two brothers in a car all the time. Not just two brothers in a car all the time. Oh yeah, that one episode uh the, the sweeping generalization, yeah. The the one episode he destroys the car cuz he's so mad at demons. Well, they killed his father. Spoilers. Actually, they didn't kill his father. No, because... Okay, I've lied. I've seen about a collective of eight minutes of different episodes. Yeah, I think you would like it quite a bit. There's so much there now. I don't have time to watch to get into it that deep. If you watch a couple episodes a week, you'd get there in notes. Why are we talking about this, Ian? Why are you ruining everything? <laughs> you have time to watch bullshit movies once a week, but you don't have time to watch a little bit of Supernatural? Come on. This movie's not bullshit, Noah. You're fooling yourself. This movie's a good time. Um, Continue anyway. on. Don't even get started. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, Zuckerberg gets a card. Then we see Franco had stole a wallet, and in the wallet is a card. Very um, uh-uh. Ocean's Eleven-esque. Not... Oh, yeah, I wrote that down somewhere. But here, here's my biggest, my only problem with the movie. That I don't, well, I guess it sort of comes up later. Yep. But um, they're all getting cards, and all their cards are what they do, except for Baby Franco's. His card is the death card. That's because that's foreshadowing. 
Right, but he doesn't die. That was super bassy. I'm impressed. You went super way Super bassy. <clears throat> That's from Washington. What are you doing here? Uh, adjusting my life because my mic stand is sliding off this stupid thing I would attach to. So now I'm just I'm going old school Howard Stern like when he's watching Ladies on a Sibian and I'm holding my mic. <laughs> People are excited about this podcast. My phone's blowing up because they saw that I tweeted that we're recording right now. Ooh, six people are really feeling it. I should probably turn my notifications on so I get some of those. Um, oh, I noticed a shameless Starbucks plug when they all roll up to the apartment. Isla Fisher was just chugging that latte. And she, um, Woody Harrelson guesses her name with mentalism. And oh, yeah, yeah. like, it's on the thing. Um, I liked how here, now that we got all the whole team to uh, this weird apartment, uh, it turns immediately into a horror movie. And they're all just on board. They yeah. all got a tarot card, and they all went to that place. Yeah, and I wrote Lex, Lex Luthor must die first. Cause I don't understand that. It's a horror movie thing. You you don't know. I never watched Smallville. Oh, God. No, wrong guy. You said Lex Luthor. Yeah, from Batman v Superman. New Lex Luthor, crazy Joker-esque bald man. Eisenberg just acting his ass off once again. Oh, right, 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 right. So, at the 9.30 point, I wrote, this is moving fast. It is, just cooking right along. A lot of scene jumps. And that all the magicians know each other. I guess Isla Fisher and uh, and Zuckerberg used to be partners, or she used to be his assistant? Correct. Um, and, oh, man, Eisenberg is just a dick in this movie. No, Eisenberg is a dick in every movie. That's his role. Hmm. The one movie he's not a dick in is American Ultra, which is a good time. Zombieland. Right, because he's that was before he learned that he could play a dick in a movie. Have you ever right. seen The Social Network? That's all he does the whole time. No, I, I, we already talked about I it. Know. I haven't seen it. He's the least fun in that movie. But he plays that character really well. The He's just the asshole. Which you'd think, being that skinny and being that mean, you get punched more often. But anyway... So now we're in a the room next, with like... Real quick, the next note I wrote was, they're, they're already the best crew, and Woody <laughs> can be my mentalist anytime. I'm surprised that they like don't act more surprised that Dave Franco is there, because nobody knows who he is. And he's not... I mean, he's just demonstrated... His pickpocket ability. He did the spoon thing, but that can be anybody. It's a trick and then spoon. He, otherwise, he's just a pickpocket. Yeah. But I guess he does know them, so he, I guess he's an up-and-coming magician. But... They were put together by this mysterious benefactor, and I did sort of feel bad for Woody Harrelson, because it seems like they've all been expecting this, or like looking for this their whole lives. It's weird. They don't explain why, but they kind of do. But, man, baby Franco did not have to wait very long before he got put on the fast track to Magic Hood. No, he, he really got thrown into success pretty fast there, and all he had to do was steal one guy's wallet on a boat, and then Maybe not... James Franco's brother. And then not notice that somebody put a card in his back pocket. Right. Right. Man, my notes are really indecipherable. <laughs> well, at this point, there's a vase with a flower in it, which then spills water onto the floor, making a mess. Well, and... it only does that after they put the flower in the vase. Yeah. And it comes out the bottom, and it then, like, a hologram appears, and it's, it's I guess, the plans for this whole thing, because we cut to, like, a year later? What is it? Yep. Something like One that. year later in Vegas. Where they are on the biggest stage in Vegas... As the Four Horsemen, that's their name, 
and Woody Harrelson has a sweet hat, and they're doing a huge show, and they're all douchebags, I wrote. <laughs> yeah, they're not fun, but I think you'd see that with anybody who has to, like, present something in a team like that. You always end up with that yeah. crappy style and, of talking. And on Vegas. Um, and so they're on this huge stage, and for their big trick, they're going to rob a bank. And so they they um, they um pull a random person out of the audience. Or is he? And... Well, shut up, Ian. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> it turns out his bank is in France, and so they put a helmet on him, and they make him disappear, a la the bird style in the Prestige. This was the thing the, where I thought, like, I was like, "What?" Because oh, before they explained it, yeah, because they just squashed him, and he then he's in mm-hmm. France. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's transported, seemingly, into his bank vault, and I was wondering. Do bank vaults, do they just leave cash out like that? Like, just open cash? Loose cash like that? No. Yeah. Which should have been a sign. You know what, though? To they're the French, uninformed. So. Yeah, but they're part of the EU, so they're euros. I mean, if we were dealing in francs, I could see them leaving a bunch of loose-leaf bills laying around, but the the European Union really doesn't mess around. But they... they So he's in his bank, and then they bring him back to the stage, and it's just raining money, so like you said, presumably Euros all over the place, and everyone's really excited. Morgan Freeman is there, and he's recording it. With a hot lady friend. Uh, we never get any idea who that person is. No. Um, but Morgan Freeman used to be a magician, and now he tapes their performances and tells people how they're not really magic. Something like that. So anyway, yeah, Morgan Freeman's got a uh, hot old lady friend up in the stands with him there, and they're... He Young get, lady friend. Right, but in a real dark night, he gets his phone confiscated again uh, and laughs about the fact yeah. that the man can't stop him from recording. Weird. Yeah, and then I, I wrote down that uh, Eisenberg does the foot stumble thing too much when he's catching ping pong balls on the stage, that little fall over backwards, catch himself thing he does with his feet. He's being charming. He does that in every F-ball and movie, and it... I just noticed it in this one. It's not charming. It's. Oh, I was charmed. It's his one trait, and I find it obnoxious. Also, if Morgan Freeman's whole thing is that he used to be a magician and now he just debunks magicians, one would think that he would be banned from magic shows, right? It's it's he doesn't have disguise on. Are you kidding me? That goatee and hat combo is the most disguise you need. We learned that last week from Chris Nolan. Because then we see posters of him later on, and he always just looks like that. I don't know. People might let him in to like try and let him prove how it works, to like prove themselves. Yeah, this movie might have issues. No, I don't think this movie. I think this movie's pretty airtight, Noah. Oh, all right. Let's anyway. let's let's be real so here. They steal all the money from France. All of it in three, this live three Las million Vegas euros magic show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Michael Caine is there too, and he is there. Um, he's the money. He's the How much magic can Michael Caine stand? You'd think after doing it for 150 years, he'd be sick of it from the turn of the century and to Batman now. Batman too, right? Well, that's that's science. Batman is not magic. He's an illusionist. Who? In Batman? Batman oh, Batman. He well, does the thing all the time where he just disappears out of room. You know. He just falls is it magic? Off the no, but no, he, he suddenly does falls off the a lot building. Of of hand. So that's what that feels like. <laughs> Dumb. Why did he do that in that voice? It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> to nobody else. He's oh, just boy. alone. 
God, I loved that movie so uh, much when it came out, and then everyone just pointed out all those stupid fucking things, and now I like I don't watch it anymore. All right, so uh, we end up with a portal helmet, like a real one from the video game. Like he just disappears. Um, and I, I, also, I cannot read several of my notes. <laughs> I wrote down, seems like a plant to me. The one foreign guy in Vegas. Come on. Well, also how they got to a random person in the audience is that, and they show later when they explain how they do the trick, but they have people pick out ping pong balls from a bucket and then they throw them to Eisenberg. But then they show later that they actually were palming fake or the right numbers. But they could have made every ping pong ball in that thing the same number because nobody was checking. But maybe they didn't decide on who grabbed what fishbowl until, you know, later. Because oh, then you don't have okay. to grab well, specific fishbowls. You can just, you know. Right, no, but you could in each fishbowl it could be section one and the other fishbowl could be seat four and the other fish. You know what I mean? Right, but then Row they would have to make sure they got the right fishbowl. It would have just thrown off the flow of their show. I mean, right, but it, it wouldn't have mattered what order they did in. Sure, that would have. We don't need to. We don't need to argue about semantics on this one. I'm totally. I'm, do, I'm right. Well, you're right. Magic. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. That's the best part of this movie. When they don't explain something, you can always just be like, "Magic." <laughs> it's great. And then yeah, I wrote, "Banks don't leave money like that." Then they make it rain for the whole crowd. And then I just wrote, "Magic." And then we meet our fearless FBI investigator, Hulkster. Rough. Uh, hello, Mark Ruffalo, who I love. A lot. I I like him much too. He's good. He's in every good time. time. Yeah, most things. What I, isn't he good in? The ones I haven't seen yet. I cannot comment on those. He's done so many movies that I haven't seen. I can and only assume he, he's good. He, he's there with a character actor named Michael Kelly, who I like. He shows up in a lot of things. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, he's in a ton of the, stuff. The bald guy. Yep, I like him a lot. Tranny Tuesday. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a. This it seemed like. This is then we get to have a big arrest for, um, for you know what's going on. Yeah, because they they openly rob this bank. Oh, yeah. Via magic, but... and then they leave a ticket stub to their show. Yeah, so the FBI picks them up right away, and they're all in there for questioning. And man, are they all cocky? Well, no, Baby Franco's just asleep, but the rest of them are cocky. Oh, did I miss him sleeping? Is that why he didn't get? Because I I wrote yep. down afterwards that he. Must not have got paid as much because he didn't get to be in that. They cut to a video or like a video of him at the in holding and he's just asleep. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But I wrote that Jesse Eisenberg is a delightful ass. He gives this whole speech about how um, when you're a magician, you have to be the smartest person in the room. And and then he does this thing. He does this crazy thing, which they don't even try to explain where he's in like the full like arm handcuff chains to the desk or whatever or to the table. And then at one point he just throws them at Ruffalo, and then Ruffalo is trapped. Yeah, magic, magic. You're it right. works in this movie. He also, <laughs> he also <laughs> puts a key. So Ruffalo the is at the tie or handcuffed to the table, and then the key is in an unopened can of Coke. Pepsi, please. I love. Well, no, no, no. There's an I, obvious I don't Pep- Pepsi. Well, this movie sure did. They got half of it paid for by Pepsi because it's Starbucks and Pepsi are doing the hard plugs in this movie. Anyway, but it's just like <laughs> it's a really it's a cool thing, but it doesn't make any sense how anyone can do this, and I love it. Um, yeah. Um, and Martin Ruffalo's just acting his goddamn face off. He is not having this match. He's angry. He's so mad. He doesn't want this case. He doesn't want to be dealing with these people. He doesn't think that they could actually steal with magic, and so he is unhappy. But then I don't know how. Uh, 
I would believe in magic right away if a guy threw his handcuffs onto me and then had the key and a can. Yeah, I'd buy that. Just just the smooth motion of getting the handcuffs off of yourself and onto the other person. That's. Oh. And since it was a French bank robbery, they have somebody from Interpol there who is the um the pretty lady, lady from, from Inglorious Bastards. Damn straight. And we get a great uh, mentalist moment where Woody Harrelson guesses that they're new together and that she is had never been out in the field and all this stuff. Yeah. And I don't remember what Isla Fisher did, but I'm sure it was charming. I don't think we talked to her much either. I think she has like a couple lines because I didn't write her anything about her down. We do find out that Woody Harrelson, uh, whatever his name is, he had a checkered pass and his family or his brother or something stole all his cash when he was famous. Right. Dane Cook style. Yeah. 13 million that dude lost. Ridiculous. Oh, and then I wrote down that I think Mark should switch to caffeine-free Pepsi because... He is amped. Yeah, he's he's really cranking in this You wouldn't like him when he's angry. And so they have to release... And I do like this speech from Eisenberg. They have to release the four horsemen, the FBI, because otherwise, if they try to charge them, then I, it's also not how it would really work. He's like, if you charge us, then you're basically saying that we're magic, and you would never do that because the FBI doesn't believe in magic. So they have to let him go. Yeah, that seems like a thin. thin. <laughs> even though, like, <laughs> even when they explain how they do this illusion later, it's actual euros that they make it rain on the crowd. So. One way or another, they stole the money. Right, they did steal the money. They Well, they right. talk about that. They Right, no, I know they explain it, but yeah. the FBI wouldn't just let them go because they admitted on stage to doing it. And no matter how they did it, they actually had the money in America. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's So even if they say, we don't know how they did it yet, we're working on it, you they wouldn't be like, well, fuck. The only way they could have done this was magic. We all know magic doesn't exist, so they must not have done it. In a post-9-11 world, I feel like you could really detain anybody for anything, even if they're right. a bunch of white Americans. And I guess we we can explain why this doesn't happen because of what we learn later in the movie. But Right. But, but Too much Because uh, I like his speech, and this, it's like this whole movie. Eisenberg gives this really arrogant speech about how you have to release us, otherwise the FBI is basically saying magic exists. You can't do that because obviously it doesn't. And so they let him go. It's like, yeah, that's really fun. And then you think about it for half a second. like, what? And then you just have to respond with magic. Yeah. <laughs> well, it must be magic because, well, I don't know. Yeah, this was May 13 before we found out that apparently the FBI and CIA are fake news or whatever they are these days. Fake news. Fake news. Okay, so now we get to go to a Morgan Freeman lunch. We really get to meet him and find out what yeah, he's about. Yeah, so the FBI, or Morgan Freeman, gives himself, or is offering his services to the FBI to show how they did this trick. And he explains the whole trick. Yep. So why don't they go, I guess now the four horsemen are on the lamb. They have to, yeah, they they ran away, but then they know where they're going. So that's why they, we immediately switch to Mardi Gravel. Well, not immediately. We have some but, right. dick around so before He explains then. the trick and how... They didn't actually transport this Frenchman to France. They had a bank vault replica under the stage where they dropped him into. Again, a little bit Ocean's Eleven. Not a little bit. It's Ocean's Eleven with magic, with magic. and Mark Ruffalo. And um, like, I just feel bad for Ruffalo's like shins and knees. Have you ever landed from like a drop of four feet up? It hurts. And then they just well, surprise him with like an eight foot drop into a metal room. Same with the French guy. And we saw again in the Prestige that that's how what's his name broke his leg for the rest of his life. Oh yeah, that 
Jesus, they could have really hurt Frenchie. They might have patted it. I could see it having rubber floors in the bank vault, so it doesn't they like, were like make too much noise. Polished stainless steel. Yeah, but it, it's French stainless steel, so it's a little bit weaker. Mm, made out of take that France white flags of surrender. yeah. We wouldn't be a country without you, but so in your Th- face. Thanks for the statue. Oh, okay. So oh, and so I just wrote because Morgan Freeman explains this whole trick and how they didn't actually burn or they didn't actually transport the money. They the money in France was flash paper. Yep, they stole it in a van and replaced it with flash paper. And also, I guess they're doing this because at the end of this tunnel, there's like, I think they know that they're going to get into some secret magic society. Is that right? Well, they must because they have that apartment later on that's got all the shit in it that has like every piece of info. So they must have got mail, just like a fuck ton of material. It's funny that that's their goal because they could just be world-class thieves. They would not have had to do the magic trick because apparently nobody ever noticed that it was fake money in the vault. I don't know what flash paper feels like, but I'm almost sure it doesn't feel like a euro. Right. Also, how much how much would it cost to get that much flash paper printed up to look like euros? To to the Ian, <laughs> Ian, I think we know the answer. It's a five letter word. Magic. Starts with the magic. <laughs> um, so God I wrote in my movie. notes, this movie is so dumb, and then I wrote in capitalized and so much fun. <laughs> And then apparently, if you if you just pay for a magic show, you get to be on Conan because, like, the next thing we see is Michael Caine talking to Conan via Skype. Yeah, <laughs> what? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> I guess that would happen. No, no, it wouldn't. Well, think if there was a big magic, like the height of magic in Vegas, they might have him on as like the BRC guest. Yeah, David Blaine shows up in person, doesn't Skype in. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. a plane. So this movie's so magic, they got Conan to do a cameo. Yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty good. I was going to say, that's not too magic, because Jimmy Fallon shows up in, like, every third movie these days. As... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote, yeah, so two of our three movies, we've had a late night host cameo. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then, yeah, I just wrote, why are they just magicians if ceiling is this easy? They stole how many millions of euros? Three. Three million euros? Yeah. And, like, seemingly at will. Yeah, without... Because apparently Harrelson can hypnotize the driver through <laughs> bulletproof glass. That was oh, fun. He is, he is magic. God, um, I love this movie. <laughs> so then we must have flashed back to the French lady because I wrote down, where did her accent go? Oh, they're flying to New Orleans now. That's where we're going. We're heading to New Orleans. Yeah. Um, Mardi Gras. She said, car- oh, and then, she said card wrong, yeah. so I wrote down, where did her accent go? Well, so they, they get to, because there's going to be a big Four Horsemen show, and so the FBI gets down there. It's him and this Interpol lady and then some other people. And you know what, though? It's Mardi Gras, so there's no hotels available. So French lady just goes speak French to another French lady and just gets a huge-ass apartment yeah. at the height of Mardi Gras for all of the FBI to use. Oh, yeah. You know, that Cajun you know- culture really spreads a long way. You know how she did that? Her words? Magic. Oh, God, come Ian. on. The answer is magic. Uh, yep. So so then we've... <laughs> and then... Uh, so the FBI then thinks that there's a fifth horseman who's pulling the strings. Yeah. Ruffalo says that at some point. There's a reference and of then, a hoodie guy on when we're, the magicians are flying on the plane. They talk about him for a brief second again. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And then oh, and then they're talking to Michael Caine. Is that where they do the scene where they're trying to all be mentalists on Michael Caine? Yeah, and they we figure out his cat's name was Snuffles or whatever, and uh, his mother's or his uncle's name was whatever. Which we'll come back. Oh, we'll get to God, it. But um. <laughs> but at some point we learn about Egyptians and ancient magic and how there's a secret society of Egyptian magicians. Yeah, that's coming up. That's after Drunk Fellow. That's the next day. Wait, what's Drunk Fellow? That's when he's sitting at the bar just getting hammed. I what happens? I don't remember. Well, not much. We'll get there. It's it's a little ways down on my notes here yet. And right now, the I wrote the Egyptian note. Okay. And that's at forty-seven minutes, so we still have a ton of movie left. <laughs> I might have I might have missed something than the original because a French lady brings up the Eye of Horus or something. Yeah, but I think that comes later. But so now um, we never really get what her deal is. No, not really. But then I wrote down, is this one of those new old guy vacation movies? What do you mean? Well, so Morgan Freeman's sitting in a bar or Michael Caine is or something in New Orleans. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. And then uh, they show up and then they're just like being, you know, two old dudes talking to each other like that last vacation movie or whatever that thing with. Oh, where they're all dying? Buckless. No, God, there's a different one where Morgan Vegas Freeman... vacation. No, that's they go not... to Vegas, don't they? Yes, but it's Last Vegas or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called Last Vegas. Ugh. I just wrote uh, that was a I made a fun joke to myself. But Michael Caine is threatening and bribing Morgan Freeman to knock off the shenanigans of trying to figure out his magicians and how they work. Right. Oh no, they're in a voodoo shop. That's right. That's what happens. Morgan Freeman's like making a video on the back of the voodoo shop, and Michael Caine comes sauntering in, all British. And doesn't he basically say that, what, you're going to make $5 million off the sales of these DVDs? Two, Which... two and a half or something, and he's going to give him three okay. and a half million. Does anyone make $2 million off of Magic DVDs? Well, we're not Morgan Freeman in this universe. Because they know the internet exists, right? Yeah, but Morgan and Freeman. They could just go is... on Reddit and find out how he did it? Redditors are foolish. I agree. They don't actually Not a know. fan. Uh, you can check but, out our subreddit in the next week or so. Yeah, you can check out our subreddit where they can go fuck themselves. They're not nice to us. Oh, God, they're the worst. I don't understand why they listen anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like us, don't listen. Also, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, well, maybe not. We don't know how that's going to work. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We haven't edited a single podcast yet. Not yet. Um, but I did write down that voodoo shit is now officially on the table because... Uh, voodoo, voodoo that you do. Oh, dear God. Morgan the Freeman. Voodoo, the voodoo that you do. Stop it. Um, well, we had the tarot cards earlier. Well, yeah, I know, but now... Oh, so I guess that's why we're led to believe that he might be the fifth horseman. Right. Because I put those together. Because of voodoo and tarot and all that black magic stuff. Not that... It'd be crazy if he was the fifth horseman. I can't think of a crazier character in this movie to be the fifth horseman than Morgan Freeman. That's That's not fun. You, they can't see you winking at me, but that's not fun when you do that. <laughs> You're laughing because <laughs> it's funny, but uh, it just hurts. Um, um, now, so I just wrote, "I love magic." I don't know what that's a reference to, but I probably sure everything. I did write down, and then I, I wrote, "Morgan Freeman should probably just take the three point five million." <laughs> Seems like a good deal. Yeah, just to kind of go vacation. Just, just to not make DVDs. Yeah, it's not a bad buyout. 
Isn't that why? You could go with that pretty lady who we never find out what her name is. Really what she does. Why she's hanging around Morgan Freeman. I think she must be the sound recordist. Oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, speaking of which, we're currently seeking a uh, podcast engineer to run our show for yeah. us. Somebody that we can make um, veiled references to and generally shit on while they do all the actual hard work. So um, Yep, well, we pretend to do it. Uh, we are looking for someone who's like a work. job for Max Bucholtz. Max Bucholtz to do for free. I don't free. know if you say his name on Mike, but you can check out his work on the internet. I was going to say his full name because I know his middle name too. Uh, <laughs> and I know his birthday. Well, that might be. And where he lives. Do you know his social security number too? We might as well just get all of it out Eight, there. 8675309. You're missing a number. Okay, so now I wrote down I'm getting some of that prestige vocal foreshadowing from the French lady where Uh-oh. she's telling us not to look closely but to look far away. Right. And are you looking Are you looking closely? Yeah, but that's that, how I know I have you because of magic. Right. <laughs> Clearly, this, oh, this must just be like making fun of the prestige because you know they're like, "Don't look close, look far away." So clearly, it's all just shots taken at Nolan. Well, he has. It's a lot of Nolan regulars. Yeah, I feel. Like ro- I feel like they're Nolan all buddies. Regulars. Well, you know, those other guys might have showed up in those earlier Nolan how come movies. Mark Ruffalo's not in more Nolan films. Because he appreciates uh, being in a movie that doesn't need a twist to satisfy the audience. Who who appreciates that? Because neither Ruffalo or Nolan do not appreciate that. Hmm. They both appreciate that. Is what I mean. Oh, right. I get it. Why now. do you think he did Spotlight? That big twist. I have never seen Spotlight. Oh, the Catholic Church is covering up boy touching, the molestation of children. Oh, over. Lots of years and lots of places. You can check it out. Spotlight. Spotlight. I think it's streaming on Netflix. I'd rather watch Doubt, though. Philip Seymour Hoffman covering the same subject, but being like a creepy pederast. I'd rather watch Spotlight. Michael Keaton does a good job. Ruffalo has a crazy scene in that movie. He's great in all the movie, but at one point he gets really angry. And he he can do a lot of things, but I don't like it when he's angry acting. No? No. It seems like he's angry acting. Well, he does it in this movie. Right. It's not... Anytime, anytime he's seething, it's like, Mark Ruffalo, you're too charming to be mad. Yeah. That's why I liked his Hulk version. Anyway, so... Um, he's always angry. <laughs> so they are now apparently running a charity um, at their magic show because... <laughs> okay, so we're at their show in um, uh, Narlands. <laughs> Gnarly um, where you and I have spent some time together. Oh, we saw each other there. That was Detroit, son. Um, I didn't go oh, to New Orleans. But before we get there, oh, I, I did write, who is Morgan Freeman's sexy lady friend? And then I wrote, what the fuck is this tree story? Because there's a story about a guy who died in a river. Oh, right, But before right, right, he right. did, he he did a trick where he, he got someone to sign a card. a card, and then the card showed up in a tree. 20 years later. Oh no! So, French yeah. French lady explains that whole thing about the guy who died in a safe in the bottom of the river, or something. Why is she telling us this story? Because Ruffalo. We doesn't... find out what the story is for, but why is she telling us? Because Ruffalo doesn't believe in magic, and so she's explaining how good magic trick works. Don't don't get all angry. This is we Ruffalo doesn't believe in magic. He doesn't know anything R- yet. Right, but. Why does she know so much about magic? Do they ever explain that? I don't remember. It's misdirection, though. I don't know. She loves it. 
she's. No, I know, I know, but did they explain at any point what her deal is, other than she works at Interpol? She's in the Magic Crimes Division of Interpol. I don't actually know. <laughs> okay, no, let's let's go with that. <laughs> they need one in this world. And yes, they do. And then I just wrote Zuckerberg says tricks too much. He says tricks a lot. Like and the I think cereal. I've been what? Like the cereal. Like no that. silly rabbi tricks are for. Oh God! You already. God damn it. Um, but I think I've been conditioned from Arrested Development, which I've watched a lot, because <laughs> the last movie they said tricks a lot too. But just uh, tricks are something horrors do for money, Michael. I do illusions. <laughs> oh, Job. He he says in front of a bunch of children, "You can watch Arrested Development streaming on Netflix." I haven't. I haven't watched Arrested Development. Oh, you should. They're our sponsor for the week. Excellent. Also, I do recommend it. <laughs> it's, it's just a good show. I've heard um, that. And so, no, so we go to their big show in Narlins, and they started off doing a lot of just regular magic tricks. Setting um, a lot of things up. Yeah. <laughs> but, so they did this trick with a rabbit where they put a rabbit in a box, and then the rabbit disappears. But then they show you how they did it and how it's a fake mirror. Do and they... they do that to set up something later, but I'd be so mad if I was in that show. It's like, <laughs> show me a trick. Don't show me a trick and tell me how it's not really a trick. What What I really like about those mirrors is that you can't, there's no reflection to them. Well, they're like angled. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't get that later on in the later thing. Yeah. But they're oh. angled in a weird way. So if you got right up close to them, you could see, but if you're standing like 10 feet away. Sure. It just looks like more whatever. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the bubble trick was kind of neat. Isla Fisher jumps through a big bubble that Zuckerberg. Okay, so this brings hands. up a couple things. Right. That is just magic. Yeah, that's just magic. And earlier on in their first magic show, um, when they they pull out that crazy teleportation device, yes, out of like a cloth, yes. She produces that cloth, and it's just magic. Just magic, yeah. That black. Is it like it like swirls in the air like, like um smoke and just disappears. It, like... Yep. No, it's just magic. Cool. So so there is real magic in this movie. And whoever tweets us first about how many times we say the word magic in this episode will get a prize. You can follow us on Twitter at mysticpod, or send us an email at mysticpodcast at gmail dot com at gmail dot com. Send us your actual addresses and we'll mail you a prize. Okay, so then we're at this final part of the show. We've seen a weird rabbit trick. We've seen Baby Franco throw a card through a pencil. We've seen cool. a dozen people get hypnotized. <laughs> that that I do love. I think we're establishing that your favorite thing in this whole movie is what Harrelson does. It really is. But, um, yeah, he gets 13 people on stage or a dozen, whatever it is. and um, A baker's dozen. He... All he does is he hypnotizes them and says that when somebody says the magic word later, magic word, the um, magic word is freeze, that they are going to pretend like he's the quarterback and they're like defensive players on a American football team. And they're trying to tackle. Thank you for specifying that this is not soccer or that he's not hypnotizing them to play soccer. You know what could use some magic in it? Soccer. Soccer is pretty good time. Come on. Uh, also, we... Throughout this whole magic show, uh, Ruffalo and French Lady are watching this closely, trying to figure everything out, and Freeman and his lady are there, and Michael Caine is up in a opera box. 
So the um, we get to the end of the show, and they they ask somebody how much is in their bank accounts, and the one lady has like six hundred dollars, or roughly, yeah. Pretty much everybody doesn't have a lot of money, which begs the question: how they got to the show? I guess they won tickets, maybe. Magic. Yeah, but um, it, it all depends on what then, account they write down. But then we find out that all of them lost a lot of money recently. And they weren't properly paid by their insurance company. Right. Oh, also Michael Caine gets to come on stage and they wrote down his exact uh, account balance of $144 million or something. And they have everyone's account balance under their chairs, right? Yep. With flashlights. Everyone in the audience. And then they get flashlights and they, they shine them on there to activate the card. The magic. And um, all of a sudden everybody starts getting more money, and it's the exact amount of money that's being subtracted from Michael Caine's... Um, Giant golf check. Yeah. And they find out that they are all people who have been disserviced by this insurance company, and who is the head of it, who made all the money off of Michael it? Michael Caine. Himself. Yeah, because of um, Katrina. It, it, it's, all, it's all tied to Hurricane Katrina. Oh, uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Too soon. Um, oh, five. 15, 13. Um, and so then again, they've stolen money on stage because then somebody checks their actual bank account on their cell phone and he encourages everyone else to check their phones. And it actually happened. They actually have um, the money that is written so on this paper. Michael Caine is angry and they're like, ha fuck you, Michael Caine. We did this to hurt you. Even yeah. though we had seen no animosity prior to this. Right. I wrote down Michael Caine didn't seem so bad before, but... Right, they didn't foreshadow this at all. No, this is which, just out of the blue, which was it, it happened really fast, and was I was really confused, like while it was happening, because I was just like, "What?" I think they probably did that on purpose, because there's not a real reason. But anyway, <laughs> so Michael Caine's angry, and he gets he gets handcuffed to the floor. Yeah, which was kind of neat. But they also explained to him how they did it—the mentalist thing on the airplane, where right. they find out his cat's name and his mother's maiden name. They get like I into his like, bank account because apparently. A cat and a maiden name are all you need for security questions, or that's all yeah, he based his off. It is of. crazy; those two security questions are all it took to rob him. Yeah, <laughs> feels like he'd have like another layer of some kind. Right, especially if it's protecting 144 million dollars. I and would then also, this room has great Wi-Fi because everyone checked their phones right away. And I don't know. Every time I've been in a big situation, when everyone's on their phone at once, everything sort of slows down. Even like cell phone coverage. The yeah. internet in that area just disappears. but Especially in uh, post-Katrina New Orleans. Noah, magic. Magic, you're right. And then I wrote, ooh, it got political. <laughs> <laughs> and then there, so anyway, after this thievery of $144 million to spite the man and give back to the people Robin Hood-esque, they climb onto four wires that descend from the ceiling mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. escape Mission Impossible style. And then because Ruffalo is running down the hall after them because he just witnessed them steal again. And much, so, much more this time than the first time. But he says, oh, what does he say? He Freeze. Says, I remember those American football players that we, they're not actual football players. The hypnosis. They think they are. And I love, they, just, they just destroy him. Classic so hypnosis tackling keg. They just. And they're, they're all in like, um cocktail attire yeah it's all like really really nice clothes and (laughs) it's just which again if all these people are so poor how'd they get tickets to this and how are they dressed so nice 
Well, it all depends on what account number they write down. Maybe they wrote down the one that like their debit card is attached to, not their savings account or like their IRAs or the 401k plans. You know, people. Yeah, you you could have just responded magic. No, no. Let's get real, Noah. When you respected you more for that. When you turn into adult, you get more than one bank account because you have to plan. I haven't yet. Yeah, me neither. But you have to plan for like your eventual retirement and death. Really? I should, because I like. I'm I f- put uh, like a hundred bucks every month into it because for a while Medigoshi matched it. Oh, that would do it. And I just haven't stopped. So. Oh, that's not a bad plan. Since I worked there, it's not going to be anywhere near enough money, but it's something. Right. Let's yeah. get real. <laughs> But, I mean, when Canada takes over, we're all going to be fine anyway. Yeah. So this is where we end up with Drunk Flo because he loses them, and French Girl does not shoot Eisenberg when she's chasing them because... He loses them in a foot race in New Orleans. I just wrote, New Orleans is a wacky place. Yeah, especially through Mardi Gras because at one point he's about to catch Eisenberg before he goes into a hotel, and he just gets pelted in the face with beads. Like, people on this balcony just violently throw beads at him. For no reason. I want to see him topless, so I agree with those people. But it's like all of them. It's a super coordinated effort to like really nail Mark in the face with beads, <laughs> which I didn't quite um, understand, but I'll go with it. So is is the drunk scene when the news comes on? Yeah, and it's it's that thing in movies where the one bar <laughs> he's sitting in, or like it's all the news stations. It's just about him and. And questions are being raised about the head uh, investigator, Mark Ruffalo, and how he fucked this up so bad. Um, there's, <laughs> this goddamn again, movie. Back to Arrested Development for a second. <laughs> there's a great bit in that where the guy walks in really quick and they're like, turn on the news. And then there's a thing that says 13 minutes later and then the story that applies to them comes on. He's like, imagine how impressive it would have been if that story had come on right when I turned the news on. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, we get drunk flow and a gloating Frenchie is what I wrote down, which might not be so nice, but. And then I wrote down, is this a bad movie? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) The The answer to that is no, no, it is not. The bar acting was a little choppy because it's just angry Mark again, just kind of yelling his face off. So, (laughs) so then we learn more about secret magic societies. Yep, because apparently a French lady just has a notebook and reads history books about the Eye of Horus, going back Um, to pyramid times. And so that's, again, we don't find out. It's not like an Ocean's Eleven thing where uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is hell-bent on finding them out because her dad was a thief, and so she's That's Ocean's Twelve. Gesundheit. Um, We don't get any history of her other than she's French, Works for Interpol, has never worked a field case. Those are and knows three, about magic. Three, three and a half but solid facts. Only, like, the only thing she knows about other than police work is like just the most helpful thing for this particular case. Yeah. Okay, well, that's odd. Pretty sweet. Don't bring things up like that. You're ruining this for me. No, I'm saying it as a good thing. Okay, well, I didn't... I'm saying they got lucky. I didn't... <laughs> just known about like carburetors, <laughs> and it just didn't come up at all. They send the one she would French, have been useless, Ian. The French Interpol auto mechanic to solve the magic case. Yeah, uh, oh, how do they do this? Does anybody magic have any exist? old Citroen? Like, you know what's really magic? The combustible engine. Anybody have an old Citroen or a Peugeot they like me to work on? I can handle that quite well. This is okay. This is when we end up with more old man, old man vacation movies. Of uh, Michael Caine goes into a bar after getting all his money stolen. 
so we think he's $144 million poorer. But clearly that didn't so, disrupt him too much because he, he still has henchmen. Well, and he would be insured, right? Like, that's well, what happens with a lot. Like, nobody loses that much money and just doesn't get it back. Especially due to thievery. Especially, yeah. Um, can you imagine what those premiums are like? Jesus, that'd be incredible. I'm. He can afford it. Well, he used to be able to. So anyway, we... Um, yeah. Is this the scene where we find out that in the first scene where Eisenberg is getting interrogated that he switched out Ruffalo's phone and they've been tracking and monitoring all of Ruffalo's calls? Pretty close so to that. that. It's it's coming up. I, but, there, okay. Well, let me know what it does because I have some things. Uh, oh. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. It, oh, here it is. Okay. So, uh, Morgan Freeman gets paid $10 million to... Uh, figure out where the four horsemen are going for Michael Caine. Michael Caine pays him off so that he is now working for him, you know, To and then and then Morgan Freeman gives him a seven speech. That's where I wrote it down. He's, like, giving him this weird, like, background speech about how all this shit happens and why it... I didn't write any of the things down about it, but it's... Oh, it, no, it, this is this is later. So we do have a scene, my scenes before this. Okay. They find out that Mark Ruffalo's phone has been bugged because Eisenberg switched it out or put the bug in it. I don't know. No, it's just no, he straight up switched phones. Yep. So they didn't pat him down real well. Um, yeah, because he just had a, a BlackBerry in his back pocket. And like the tech lady who's talking to Mike Ruff or Mark Ruffalo says, this is not and has never been your phone. And I said, well, he's had it for like a few weeks now. So it's, but it's his phone. I mean, it's such like a. Weird melodramatic. And this is not and has never been your phone. It's like, all right, that's what like is that, even your phone? That passive aggressive thing we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike Ruffalo didn't have it. Then they go. I wrote New York City question mark. Yes. New York City. Oh, get a rope. Sorry. Get a rope. Um, <laughs> guys can go listen to the I Love You Man commentary track, or just find any Pace Salsa commercials from the last twenty years. I recommend the commentary track. And then I wrote, I don't remember what Ruffalo was doing, but I said Mark Ruffalo seems unconstitutional. I think he was pulling some shit. All right. Seems like he's going then, rogue. Oh, so actually this might be where they, they're they doing their next heist thing. And they're about to go raid the apartment of the Four Horsemen. But before that, we get a and, nice scene where the, the love okay. connection is starting. That's all I want to say. Between whom? Blondie and the Hulk. Blondie and the Hulk. <laughs> oh, I also wrote down arrogance is the enemy in these movies. It is, except what we find out at the end. <laughs> right. Because Mark Ruffalo all of a sudden is like, yeah, I know where the hell they're going. We're going to go beat their ass. And so I wrote down that arrogance just is the killer. Because it's not just this movie. It's like every person who's like super overly arrogant in all this shit, you just go, that's not going to work. But they keep... Pride cometh before the fall. No, pride cometh before summer. So they're going to um, raid the horseman's apartment, and yes, they're going in FBI style. And before they go in, they say that the French lady can't go because Interpol doesn't have jurisdiction. And this is the first time that comes up. Well, is this where the boss shows up? And nope, nope, nope. That's later. Never mind. They, yeah, they and, make her sit in like the car while they go do the raid. Yeah, it's, didn't it seem like but, the city cop was the but, one who told her to stay in the car too? Like Interpol doesn't have well, jurisdiction, right? And but before they forced Ruffalo to work with her, 
Because he didn't want to. Oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't want to do any of this. And then... Yeah, he didn't want to work with her. And they're like, no, Interpol, it was a French thing, so we have to work with Interpol. And he's like, ah, fine. And then for an arbitrary reason, they're like, you know what? Interpol doesn't count anymore. You wait in the car, lady. Yeah. I thought that was weird. I don't know. Maybe maybe after two major screw-ups, they can't... No, just one. That's true. Because I think this is the point where they take control of the case away from Ruffalo and give it to just a real jerk face. Nope. That's coming real soon. Okay. Also, Common is around as an FBI agent. Just be aware of that. He doesn't really have a role that requires them to have cast Common, but I'm glad they did. Yeah. Maybe he just, you know, wanted a paycheck. He might be in the second one. I don't know. Ooh. Right. That's streaming on HBO Go now. Um, It is. I saw that. Yeah. So then we get to have... So Dave Franco gets left behind at the apartment uh, right before he gets raided by everyone else so that he can burn papers... And he says in a very frantic voice, guys, I don't want to go to jail. And they're like, just stay here and burn all the shit. Yeah. They... And then they all just fuck off and leave him there. But then we see some pretty badass stuff. That is real fun. I wrote down fun uh, fun apartment ass-kicking hijinks. Like, it's like Home Alone, but James Franco is like... Or Dave. Franco. What's his actual name? Dave. Frank Franco? Yeah, Frank Franco and Mussolini. No, it's Dave Franco. But he... he... They do a lot of fun, like it's a, like hand-to-hand fighting, but he's a magician, so like there's a lot of trickeration, and it's a really well done scene, and like one of the better just actiony type things I've seen in a it while. It is really good. It it's, felt very original. I don't know. It's it's kind of born like in the fact that like he can just yeah. make everything work out, like using the coat but to like get the. But gun instead out of a badass like spy, it's like because at one point, Ruffalo is about to like pull his gun, and he just starts throwing cards at him. Yeah, well, which I liked. He also co- Ruffalo came around the corner with his gun. And he just like grabbed his arm with the belt that he yeah. pulled off of other dude whose hands were like getting his suit coat was getting sucked down the garbage disposal, which made me right. really uncomfortable because Jesus, that'd be the most scary thing. Hook hands. Yeah. <laughs> Not too many bit parts Man, left you, over. Can you imagine that guy trying to do paperwork, just shredding shit? <laughs> They'd probably give him a typewriter because those keys could hold up to the hooks. <laughs> um, and then I just uh, wrote great scene. I wrote Baby Franco is a maniac. Then I wrote Baby Franco is magic. And then I wrote What a beast. And then I wrote FBI sucks. And then I said Ooh political. Did you spell it with like a like a a, a Z at any point? The sucks. Not yet. Oh, okay. And then I wrote Baby Franco is the best at fistfights. And so baby, so everyone else is off doing other things. Right. So Baby Franco escapes and gets into an FBI car, and he he's driving away, and so they're gonna follow him. Luckily, they left French lady down in the car who stole because it. She's no, she can drive. She stole so she a picks pedestrian's BMW. Ruffalo, yep. And she can drive in New York City traffic. That really traps my hide. <laughs> <laughs> I did and write then, down as a as a motoring enthusiast note. Um, I wrote down that normal BMWs don't sound like that. Because oh no, but magic ones do. They clearly piped in some like V eight noises for driving scene. Because come on, magic. <laughs> also, also Mark Ruffalo is a real bad passenger seat driver because he's like, he's. They're clearly both seeing Dave Franco turn the corner, and then you just hear Mark going left, right, left, left yeah. faster. <laughs> and she's doing a really good job of driving without that. Well, maybe this was the first time she's ever driven a car because in France they only have bicycles. So maybe she did need that. And she's a lady. Um, so 
Whoa. I know. Whoa. I know. Magic lady. Yeah, that's true. Um, And so then, uh-oh, baby Franco tries to make a move in a car. Boy, does he. And it does not work. Car rolls over. And yeah, he's screwed up. A whole up. bunch. And baby Franco is stuck in the car as it's leaking gas and there's fire. And so Mark Ruffalo goes to try to save him. And they're like, Mark Ruffalo, get out of there. It's going to explode. And he's he can't save him. So he grabs just a piece of paper from him and runs away. And then the car explodes. And every time now, all I can think of is the other guys where um, like they're they just, get fucked up by the explosion. Yeah. Because everyone is right by this explosion. Like closer than you should be. Yeah. I I did write down gas don't explode like that. I can't believe anything in this movie now. Magic. That's what really did it for me was the fakey explosion on the bridge. Well, they what if in the car there was C four or something to make it? It was an FBI car. I didn't think about that. That maybe they just carry around plastic explosives with them. If you're gonna whisper secrets, secrets loudly whisper them because we'll get to we'll get to that being a a not true thing. And we found out at some point that if you say a word, at some point, everyone in the FBI was, or some people in the FBI were hypnotized. Oh, yeah, that's right. So so you say a word, they start playing. No, the French guy, that's where we learned it. The yeah. French guy from the beginning, heist. They were interrogating him, and then all of a sudden he starts playing, like miming that he's playing. Yeah, I think Ruffalo um, said like bullshit or something, which then becomes the trigger for common in a and little so bit harrelson is just hypnotizing people and at certain points in the movie people just start playing music and that happens to common later uh, that's pretty fun too and then i wrote that i said common plays music and then this is the best movie well oh it's, you if you're skipping ahead to common playing violin you're missing the best part this is where Ruff, hey, ruffalo is ruffalo? out no the angry boss ruffalo is yeah. out oh he's so he's pissed and he's yelling standard cop lines, um, which I, I mean, I understand that not everyone can be like come up with original cop stuff to say, but I just got my ass handed to me. It's a cliche I'm, for a reason. I'm losing this case, you know. Well, he did get his ass handed to him, I d- and yeah. he's losing the case. Yeah, but it turns out he's soft and he can't get yelled at. Okay, so now there's more blind arrogance about this new half Blair billion is. dollar. <laughs> that one caught me off guard. Arrogance about this giant safe, which apparently is what the papers that Dave Franco was carrying with him are about. This company makes this safe that has a half billion dollars in it. So they find the safe and they have a guard around it because they know that the horsemen are going to steal it? I guess, or that's what they're going for. Okay. And... The horsemen release a thing on YouTube saying when their last show is going to be and that everyone should watch. So they're telling the police to where they're going to be. And they just wrote, YouTube, good branding. <laughs> Ooh, more shameless plugs. I didn't catch that one. I sure wrote that one down. Oh, it, was, it was just YouTube. Seeing as I'm the plug catcher. Um, <laughs> and then I wrote, new guy in charge doesn't get it. And I wrote, what a jamoke. <laughs> I was I like pretty that. tipsy by this point. I like that word. Okay, so... Oh, and then, yeah, your ass is mine. I don't know who says it to who, but I just say, dumb movie line. Yeah. Uh, so then they turned out that, like, they look at this empty room because the safe is not there. It's not there. and But they catch the truck that has the safe on it. Driving away. Driving away. 
And they're like, and Common is playing music at this point. Yeah, because somebody says bullshit, and he starts playing the violin, air violin, by the way. He doesn't produce a violin and play it. It's air violin. But we get to that hear. That would be magic. It must be magic, though, that they know what he's playing, because a bunch of music gets piped in really loud. Maybe that's just for us, the audience, but I can only assume that's for everyone. Uh, so then more, uh, more arrogance goes around as a dickhead FBI boss is like, we're going to. We're going to follow this truck and figure out where it's going because it's going. And to... Ruffalo is like, I don't know, boss. I think something else is going on. And new boss is like, shut your mouth, Ruffalo. I'm in charge now. Yeah. And then <laughs> and this is this is really fun. They get to like where the safe is going and they're like, this isn't right. And so then they open Ruffalo goes to open the safe and he's like twisting the combination. And then all of a sudden he just starts like pulling out like a mile of handkerchiefs. And then the door. Like the pops. magic kind that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clowns pull out of their mouth. Yeah, and then the door falls off this safe, which is supposed to be holding half a billion dollars, and it's just full of balloons, like balloon animals. And it was so much fun. There's just there's this huge balloon goof right in the middle of this like seriousness. And then, meanwhile, I think that the 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 three horsemen that are still alive are on a building somewhere. They're getting ready to and put on the holograms. last show. Oh yeah, that's right. But I just wrote a great movie for holograms. It is the most expensive projector budget I've ever seen for a movie. And so then they, they, their big show is they say goodbye and that we're done. Thanks for everything. And then they jump off the building and they disappear, but they turn into money. Yeah. I wrote down, is and this I some say, black swan? money jump. I wrote down, is this some blog sw- black swan shit? Like. Never saw Black Swan. Well, I haven't either, but she turns into a swan at the end. I know that much. And these fuckers just turn into money. <laughs> but I also wrote down, uh, was Dave supposed to die all along? Where's his camera? Because they're standing there around three cameras getting projected onto the building. And, you know, you'd think if this was a Four Horsemen deal that they would have had a camera for Dave. But no. He was a minor member. Come on. He was just happy to be there. No, that's true. Although he was the most badass, I think, of all of them. Yeah, because he could drive a Chevy Malibu like crazy. Well, even before that, man, that fight scene. Again, if you watch nothing else in this movie, you're an idiot. And then, But then just watch that fight scene. But watch the whole movie, because what the fuck are you doing? I, okay, so now I wrote down, yeah, I called that shit because that's what they wrote. So something obvious must have happened at this point <laughs> that like was, wow, it would be really great to know what it was yeah that was clearly written for us to uh see that but what what was it i don't okay so morgan freeman i wrote why does morgan freeman look so happy i don't remember why and then i wrote i like her and then in parentheses french lady and then i think her and there's a french lady and ruffalo kiss that might be what it was and but it, i wrote the line i guess this is it and then I wrote dumb. Uh, well, that was that was must have been my. I called that shit because that was a callback to my love shit starting note. But right. So I guess it's just the, super the three horsemen escape, and Ruffalo comes to terms with that. Before that, I wrote Lionel Shrike. What a dumb name. That's the name of the guy they keep referencing who put a card in a tree and died in the river. Yes. So then in a safe. So it seems like the horsemen escaped. The FBI doesn't have anything. And then all of a sudden, Morgan Freeman's call- walking to his car. Yeah, and then it just explodes with money. All of the money, presumably from the safe. Yeah, apparently it's the real money from the safe, and every dollar. And so he gets arrested because the police must have been tipped off. Yeah. And so 
<laughs> My notes are funny. But so Morgan Freeman is in prison and Mark Ruffalo comes to visit him. And Morgan Freeman's like, I didn't do this. I'll tell you how they did it if you let me out. And Mark Ruffalo's like, let's hear it. So then we hear about how they did everything. And it turns out Baby Franco ain't dead. So I wrote Baby Franco in all caps. I love this movie. And then I wrote he back. Um, because that whole chase was staged and the car that exploded was a fake car with a cadaver and who's cadaver. You don't find out they killed somebody though. No, no, you don't. Cadaver's already dead. Right. But they, they in order to find somebody of the same height as Franco, they probably killed somebody, but he had like a morgue toe on his face. Okay. All right. Well, morgue toe, morgue tag, but they show this whole scene about how, um, while this chase is going on the bridge that baby Franco died in, all the other horsemen are there driving and they all have kind of disguises on. And man, this mustache that Jesse Eisenberg has on is the most crazy thing I've ever seen in any movie ever. I'm, I'm, did must, you notice that? No, I didn't. Oh, everything was happening so fast. I must've missed the, did you buy hair. this movie? Yeah, I have it. Just when we're done here, just go back and watch just that bit where Morgan Freeman is explaining how it happened and they do a flashback. And, Jesse Eisenberg just has this crazy handlebar mustache <laughs> on, but not like even a real looking one, like a fake mustache. I don't know why, but I love it. Okay. And so they explain how everything happened and it's not magic, but they don't explain any of the parts that actually look like magic. Um, <laughs> so magic. And then we, so baby Franco's still alive. Oh. Yes. But then Morgan Freeman's like, but they only could have done this if somebody in the FBI knew and, and then he realizes wait, but Ruffalo knew everything and he was in charge of this case and Morgan Freeman comes to the realization that the fifth horseman is Ruffalo. What? He turns around and Ruffalo, Batman, disappeared. He did. I liked it because the creepy whisper voiceover, like when he disappeared, I liked that little touch. That was good. Because I think oh, he just and then, Throughout this, like, they might have cut to the four horsemen hanging out in a park. Finding, have their finding the tree with the card mm-hmm. in it. Yep. And they put the cards together, and that's how... In a real, and they realize no, that no, no, no. in the beginning... They don't put the cards but, together. The cards float together because magic. Right. Yep. And the, the person who put them together was none other than Mark motherfucking Ruffalo. I did write down that Ruffalo played me for a fool. You didn't see it coming, did no, you? No, I didn't at all. Because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was pretty fun, though. <laughs> that was a good one. So he... So... Let's figure this out. Because at okay. the end, they gain access to this line of magicians that goes back to the Egyptians right. that Mark Ruffalo is in charge of because he's the son of Lionel Shrike. And it because... turns out this was all a big dick around to get back at the people in charge of, like, who killed his dad. Okay, the safe company, whose safe they stole with a half billion dollars. They made the safe, but they made it poorly, so that trapped his father because it was supposed to just be a magic trick. The insurance company that... um. Uh, Michael Caine uh, ran, didn't pay out the life insurance correctly for his father's death. And then the bank in Paris carried the note on something. I forgot what the bank did. Okay, so yeah, so Ruffalo put this all together to get back at all these people, but also to make sure that the four horsemen were worthy of this society or something. And they just agreed to do this because they wanted to be in the society because they don't keep any of the money that they steal. So they didn't do it for the money. They just saw his plan and were like, man, we're all big fans of magic. 
this looks like a fun year. Yeah, and it um it must have been, but is Ruffalo like in charge of the secret brotherhood of magicians or is he just like a recruiting member? I don't know. Because also this he's mostly su- seemed personal for him. He's also super magic because people. he the Batmaning he did out of the jail cell was like he just literally vanished. Well, he is magic. So I love a couple things about this movie. One, that you can explain everything with either the word magic or Ruffalo. Sure. Why did why did this happen? Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Magic. Doesn't matter. Ruffalo's magic. Um, ooh. I'd watch that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I remember the first time I saw this, I was watching it with my roommate, and we're like, what? Because the other thing, it's, it's so bonkers. I love this movie. It's so dumb. But it's a good time, and it's not as far over the place as it could have been. No, um, but okay, so I think we've explained everything, so we can wrap this up. I recommend this movie to just about everybody. What did you think? Because you'd never seen it. What did you? Why didn't you watch this movie? We didn't ask that question. Um, because as the name of the podcast is, I I literally just missed it. Like I don't know. This yeah. was this was it must did it come out in like the summer of thirteen? Because if so, that was my last year at camp. May twenty first. Okay, so yeah. I was at camp. That's probably why I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. So that was my last summer up at uh, a Bible camp. Uh, so like, by the time that I would have got back to home or a big city to watch it, it would have been long gone. And then it it must not have had I must not have had any interest at all. Right. And like, just it didn't grab me. Uh, you know, there was no superhero movies coming out that year. I mean, maybe Thor: Dark World was coming out that year. I don't remember, but. Like, I don't know. It just, it wasn't on my radar of anything I wanted to see. Because, um, but now you see me. So what do you think of it? I like it. I do. And if I, when I was 20, uh, this would have been a movie that I would have incessantly watched. Right. Just for like good times had by all. Like, Although I will say, like, I think the prestige, which I didn't all the way enjoy watching the first time through, I bet each time I watch it now, I'll enjoy it a little bit more because I'll pick up more things. Right. This movie, <laughs> even the second time through, it's like there, it doesn't hold up all the way well, but it's still <laughs> a lot of fun. So let me ask you this: now, uh, next week, it's so we're, what we're doing is the first movie we watched, neither one of us had seen. The second movie we watched, Ian had seen, I hadn't. This movie, I had seen, Ian hadn't. Next week, we're back to a movie neither one of us have seen. Correct. Um, are what we, do you think? Are we doing a two-parter? Yeah, jump right in the sequel. Are we doing a two-parter? Let's see, now you see me too, which. I'm already a little bit mad at it because what? Because Harry Potter's in it? it? No, no. <laughs> the fact that they didn't call it now you don't, and now you don't, is the biggest shame in cinema since the guy got shot in the crow. Oh, thank you for referencing Brandon Lee in such a positive manner. I'll make you watch that movie at some point. That doesn't need to be high on the list though. But it is, it is fun. It's not. What do you think? Next week, you want to just? Yeah, just I, I'm totally. I'm I'm totally game for like a two-parter. We're gonna. Have... I didn't watch the second one when it came out, even though uh, I had already seen the first one by the time the second one came out, and I was really excited for it. But I just, you know what? I missed it. <laughs> yeah, we just missed it. Um, but what? It's Harry Potter is in the second one, isn't he? And and Isla Fisher isn't, and it's a different lady, and I don't know how they explain that. Oh, what? Why? She didn't. Also, what's the point? Oh, okay, we'll just we'll watch it and then we'll find we'll out. Watch it. Um, I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Instead, it's 
as far as um okay so let's let's give this our arbitrary rating system as far as watchability and just like a good two hours of you know kind of mindless I, fun i'd I get kept track of what what did we give pop star i think Remember? we i think we kind of gave that like a close to four thumbs also for pop star i have two pages of notes <laughs> yeah i my pop star notes are also that short six and now you see me at eight <laughs> <laughs> well jesus christ if we get like 10 episodes deep into this thing you're just gonna need a notebook for each different movie no by the end of this <laughs> or however long we get it is gonna be the seven thing where i just have a bookshelf full of notebooks yeah. which is insane we're probably gonna have to thing. start trying like to find buffalo in all caps and exclamation points <laughs> Baby Franco, I love this movie. He back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so I would as, give this. I don't know. As a first time viewing, and as for watchability, and just like recommending it to someone just to kind of like have a fun Friday night movie, right? It gets a two thumbs from me just because it's right. Pretty. I fun. agree, but it's not a good movie. I don't think <laughs> it's not great. But I like it. I don't think it's trying to be, and I, I haven't heard. Well, I guess what I've heard about the second one is that it's basically more of the same, and it's just crazy. Like. Which I'm all for. Yeah. This is kind of like, uh, yeah, no. As far as just like, because it, it makes fun of itself. It's It seems pretty self-effacing. Right. And I think the second one leans into that hard. <laughs> just if I remember the trailers correctly. Okay. All right. Well, well this, yeah, is, this is good. This at was, least one thumbs up. Leaning towards two. This was way more fun than uh, the Prestige episode where it seemed like two hours of just drudgery. This was this is a good time full of much more jokes. Right. Yeah, uh, it's funny. We we didn't even talk about the when they're actually doing jokes cuz there's a lot of fun quips. There are. Quip. But Woody Harrelson's just charming as hell. He is. But if you want to see those without us giving all of them away, go ahead and watch this movie. It's worth a watch. Yeah, we recommend it. We, Check it out. Or don't because uh video video places don't exist anymore. You might have to just stream it somewhere. That's true. Yeah, because and I think currently now you see me two is on like you said HBO now HBO Go. Correct. Also, I'm um, sh- I'm sure it'll be around. Also, you can rent all these things on Amazon for like four bucks. That's that's true. That's true. I two got, bucks if you don't go HD. True. I got a sweet deal at Target where it was buy two movies get one free. So I I stocked up for movies that we we're gonna end up doing because I got a free one. Oh, what luck! So I bought this cool, and well, yeah. How long have we recorded? Uh, this was a good hour and forty-two minutes. Way longer than the movie. Not quite. No, this movie's a uh, at least over two hours. Is it? Yeah, it, it sure it is. It moved along. It does. It. There's no downtime really in this movie. I think they do that on purpose because you start to ask questions <laughs> all the way fall apart. Yeah, you, you can't. But again, any question in this movie, I think, can literally be answered by either magic or Ruffalo. Low. Ruffalo's magic. Okay. Ruffalo. Well, thank you for listening to uh, Missed It. Uh, go ahead, mm-hmm. rate, review, and subscribe wherever this gets posted. Wherever it ends up. Maybe you'll never hear it. Maybe it's just us. It, it might just, just be for us. into the vacuum. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter, Missed It Pod. Mm-hmm. Lots going on there. We're very active. Yep. You can send us an email at mistedpodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and tell your friends about this if we ever put this online. Also, if you... um. If you have any suggestions of movies that you think we may have missed or that you want to double check. Like, Ian, have you ever seen Rounders? I've seen it on Netflix a lot, but I've never actually watched it. I just Ooh, scroll past see, it all the time. One. I'm going to make Ian watch at some point. That's a fun movie. Noah, have you ever seen 61? 
No. The story of uh, Roger Maris. Oh, the 42? Oh, no. Kinda. Kinda. Yeah, it's Roger Maris's home run story. That's a fun movie made by Billy Crystal. You mean the legitimate home run king from Fargo, North Dakota? Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. Coolio. All right. So next week, uh, tune in for when we keep this magic train going with Now You See Me Too. Most of our movies will involve either magic or holograms. Yeah. Ma- now You See Me Too, the squeakquel. Now You See Me Too, electric boogaloo. <laughs> Party down, hard town. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, now You See Me Too, two towers. Two towers. Goodbye. Bye. And whoever tweets us first about how many times we say the word magic in this episode will get a prize. Magic. Magic. Um, magic. 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 The magic. 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 Street magic. Magic. Yeah, magic. 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 Noah. Magic. Magic. You're right.